Hello everybody, my name is Caleb Ellison and welcome back to once again another episode of Observational Banter. Observational Banter is all about me, I get to talk about what I've been going through lately, what am I looking forward to in the near future, and all fun things such like that. The date of this recording is February 5th, 2023, and it's currently 7.54 in the p.m., Eastern Standard Time. We've got a pretty good episode for you guys today. Um, we are back to notes. I know last episode I didn't write down my notes, and I honestly feel like it was a pretty good episode, but I think this episode we had a lot more going on this week, a lot more I want to tell you guys, a lot more details I want to get correct for you guys. So we're back to notes, and I figured out a way to play the voicemails without blasting it through my phone speaker. It's a little bit more complicated and, you know, more time editing on my end, but it will sound better for you guys, so I hope it's worth it. So we're going to get the week started as we would with any other week, and we're all going to get kicked off with Monday. And what's the deal with Monday? Honestly, not much. Um, my 12 o'clock class that I usually have on Mondays was canceled, so that was really nice. It gave me plenty of time to work on Penguin Rundown stuff, which was really cool. Um, other than that, I did laundry, which was fun, and on Monday, I celebrated my last 24 hours of being 20 years old. Uh, but Monday night itself, though, it was kind of stressful, you know? There was just a lot of question marks regarding Penguin Rundown, and kind of what would it look like, what's the format, getting it together, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I, I took a breath, I cracked open a Pepsi... And I got my brain working, and I pumped out like four different video packages and got stuff together, and yeah, we were really rolling on a Monday night. But now it's time to Tuesday, and that is my birthday, the big 21. Now I can do all of the fun things now that I'm 21, you know, sports gambling. Um, but before we do the fun sports things, we have to do sports journalism, because for the roundtable segment on Rundown this week, the only time we can get everyone together was 8 a.m. Golly, I mean, no reason for me to be working that early on my birthday, but whatever. But uh, once we actually got it going, though, it was a really good roundtable segment, only about three minutes, but that's just perfect length for me. That's what I really appreciate. And the sport we covered, swim and dive, you know, sometimes I know it can be hard to talk about that with a kind of analytical analytical approach, excuse me. Um, but yeah, we did that really well, and I directed that, and I got that done. It's pretty groovy. But it had to be a quick turnaround. I couldn't celebrate my successes too long because it was time for flexibility and core training class. Um, I had to change into my workout clothes, so I did that, and the class itself was actually pretty fun. I'm still limited with what I can do because my shoulder, but you know what? I do the best I can, and because it was my birthday, I got to put in a song request for while we're doing our exercises. Um, the only you know clause is that it had to be a clean song, so I picked out Superman by Goldfinger. Pretty cool. You know, it's a good song. Shout out Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1. It's a song that I've been considering using for my theme song when I'm a wrestler. And I just wanted to hear what it sounded like on, you know, actual speakers in a big open area instead of just my headphones. And it came out pretty good. Uh, Pilates and meditation were normal, nothing too crazy happening there. And then it was time for my advanced sports media class. And we were talking about regional sports networking, uh, networking class that day, how Fox sports stations became Bally Sports and Sinclair Broadcasting, blah, blah, blah. Excuse me. And we got into discussion about the NBC affiliated sports stations. 
And I was like, yeah, in Maryland, there is an NBC Sports, but it's like NBC Sports Washington. And they only really have the Wizards and like the Capitals. And then my professor, he started questioning me. He was like, right, uh, is there any other sports on there? And I was like, no, the Nationals are on Masson and they share that station with the Orioles. And that led to a discussion about, you know, why the Orioles and the Nationals share a station. And he was asking me all these baseball questions and, you know, pun intended, I was knocking it out of the park. You know, oh, who did the Nationals used to be? The Montreal Expos? There were two different Washington Senators teams before the Nationals. What happened to the second team? And the fact that he asked what happened to the second team got me tripped up a little bit. Because at first I said, oh, the they're the Minnesota Twins now. And he was like, nope, that's what happened to the first team. And then I corrected myself and I was like, oh, they're the Texas Rangers now. But yeah. Any excuse to show off my baseball knowledge, I am here for it. I mean, even though working for the Scrappers over the summer killed a lot of my passion for baseball, I still hope the Orioles have a good season. You know, it's really what I'm rooting for. Anyway, after class, it was time for Penguin Rundown, and we were stacked for this episode. B-roll was ready, graphics were in, and hands down, this was the best episode of Penguin Rundown of the semester. And I know there's only been three or four, so there's not a lot of, you know, comparisons to do for the season. But, again, easily, easily the best one. And you know what? I thanked everybody. I was like, hey... Thanks for the best birthday gift I could get from you guys, and that was a really good episode of Rundown. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your week. I'll have uh, new script assignments out on Friday. And uh, the real highlight, though, of Tuesday night, you know, once I'm at practice and all that, it it was the sports gambling. I had a nice four-leg, you know, shout-out to Grayson Allen, Gordon Hayward, and Mason Plumlee for hitting their props for my parlay. You know, I should make a daily podcast where I talk about my... Uh, <laughs> my gambling picks for the day. I think that'd be a good listen right there. <clears throat> anyway, 1-800-GAMBLER. Now we're moving on to Wednesday, and after riding the highs of my birthday, it is time to be brought back down to reality on Wednesday. So after my morning shift, I had to get ready for my MRI, and it wasn't just the MRI on my shoulder. I was also getting the contrast arthrogram. So lots of things going on here. And all week, like ever since I got this MRI schedule, I've been researching and watching YouTube videos about MRIs and arthrograms, preparing myself. And so, you know, when it's go time, I was ready. So I get to the hospital, check myself in, do all that. You know, the receptionist gives me the clipboard, the pre-exam checklist, blah, blah, blah. And I'll tell you what, this receptionist, I mean, you know, my arm might be the one, like the thing that is dislocated. But I'll tell you what, though, you know, me and her, my shoulder is not the only thing that's going to be popping in and out in place, if you know what I mean. (laughs) So they take me back for my arthrogram, which is pretty much, that was just them, like, injecting me with the contrast fluid. The table, though, they had me laid out on was crazy small. And, like, I get that I'm a small person, but I'm still practically, like, hanging half of my body off the edge of the table to make sure my arm had enough room for them to do what they needed to do. But it was alright, you know, they gave me a few shots, and after all that, it was fine. Uh, So, you know, whenever I do get my shots, like, it kind of stung a little bit, but whenever I do get any kind of shots like that, I just think, well, I survived all the tattoos on my leg, I think I can take a shot to the shoulder. So once everything was in and running, it was time for the MRI itself. And I've never had an MRI before, so it was cool to check that off the list. So they laid me down, they gave me earplugs, and they're like, 
all right, it's gonna be loud, but we need you to be as still as possible. It's gonna make some weird noises, it's okay. Just stay still, should be done in less than 30 minutes. So I'm laying there, I'm closing my eyes, and I'm trying to learn, you know, what I learned from meditation about mindfulness and different breathing techniques. Um, but honestly, it was just like, whatever, I just want this to be done as fast as possible. And I thought the, you know, all the noises and stuff like that they were making, I thought they would be louder than they were. So I guess that just means the earplugs worked really well. But I'll tell you about these noises, you know, they were kind of making beats and rhythms. And I was trying to, like, kind of recognize them and jam to them. But I couldn't jam too hard because, you know, I had to stay still for this MRI. Um, but anyway, the MRI is done. I get out of the tube. They, uh, I ask, I'm like, hey, can I get a CD copy of the MRI? And they give that to me. And that's when I make my way out. Um, around this time, it was lunchtime, and while I was in the downtown Warren area, I wanted to stop by, try out something cool and local. Shout out to Ethan Ursa. I had lunch at his restaurant, Beautiful World, in downtown Warren. Nice little eatery. You know, they got wraps and smoothies, all types of fun stuff. I got a buffalo chicken wrap with a lemonade to wash it down. The wrap was really good. You know, the spice it was a nice kick to it. Lemonade was nice and sweet. Really good stuff there. So once I got home, I was analyzing the MRI on my own, comparing it with pictures I would, you know, find online, stuff like that. And based off of Dr. Darable Dog's findings, um, I found that part of the contrast fluid had a weird shape to it over by the humeral head. And so, you know, I called my mom. I let her know. I was like, hey, that doesn't look good um, compared to kind of the shape of what I have to what I see on pictures online. That looks like a tear in my labrum. Um, just want to let you know. She was like, all right, cool. We'll just, whenever you do get the official results, just let me know. I'm like, all right, sounds good. But I couldn't play Dr. Darable Dog for too long because I had sign language class that night. So I go over and do that. We had a quiz, easy pickings, got an A. And then, yeah, that was my Wednesday night. As far as I was concerned, going to bed on Wednesday, um, my labrum was torn. And it was just a matter of waiting to get it treated. And now we're moving on to Thursday, and Thursday, you know, my classes are going, we're doing our thing, and right as meditation was about to begin, I get a phone call. So I go down the hallway and I answer it, and it's from the MRI imaging office, and they're like, hey, we're here with your MRI results, so, and this is what, you know, the person on the phone saying, she's all like, so there's no labral tear found in the images, there is a mild contusion and cortical impaction of the humeral greater tuberosity, which is just a fancy saying that you have a bruise on your bone. There is a Hillsax impaction fracture poster superior humeral head, but I think you already knew that you had that. And there is also a complete tear in the inferior glenohumeral ligament. And so after she told me all that, I was like, okay, cool, thanks. And the person on the phone was, you know, just like, okay, just remember to keep that arm safe and you have your appointment with Dr. Yada, uh, still set for February 15th. And that's when I stepped up and I was like, hey, so is it possible for me to see, for me uh, to be seen by anyone sooner than the 15th? And she was all, uh, we can see if that's possible, but I'm not sure how likely that is, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, we hung up, I went back to class, and then just a few minutes later, I get another phone call. And this time, same person, she's all like, hey, so I called our appointing center, and there actually is an opening for an appointment in Austintown on February 9th. Uh, that would be at 10 a.m., and it's on a Thursday. And I was like, oh, wow, that's perfect, you know? 
And so I was like, well, for this appointment, is it just like a meet the doctor type thing? Or is it like, is that my surgery date? And that's when she reassured me. She was like, oh, it's just a consultation appointment to go over treatment and all that. And I was like, all right, cool. Thanks. Have a good one. And so, yeah, that's coming up on Thursday. I'm sure that'll be a pretty main talking point of the next podcast episode. Going to be interesting, but it will definitely give me a better timeline of what to expect and uh, when to expect it when it comes to my recovery process, which is what I'm really looking forward to. But that was the main event of Thursday. Now we're moving on to Friday, and Friday was so good. After some, you know, medial work nonsense, it was time for Friday night festivities. And I was excited because I would be going to a Paul London seminar. Super excited for this one. Paul London is someone who, especially in this past year, I've been watching a lot of to kind of adopt his style into my wrestling style. Uh, Paul London, Brian Kendrick, you know, one of the longest reigning tag team champions in WWE history. And it really sucks that I wasn't able to do more in-ring stuff for him because of my shoulder. But getting to listen and hear from him was great in itself. And I was super grateful for that. And so, especially during the lecture part of his seminar, he spent a lot of time talking about how to get the audience invested in you and your match and how to get them to care. And something that he said that I really liked was if you want someone else to buy the story you're telling, you have to buy into your own story first. Which, the way he said that was really cool, because it was really simple, and it was just really easy to digest it and think about it in that way. Um, so then, after the lecture, that's when they started doing in, uh, in-ring stuff. And I held off at first, but, you know, it's Paul London, dude, I'm dying to get in there. And I didn't do anything too stupid. Um, the first drill, we kind of just warmed up, we were running the ropes at like 50%, so easy stuff right there. Uh, then we started doing some rolls and somersaults, and you know, I did some, I did front rolls, I did back rolls. Uh, Paul London was actually impressed with how tight of a ball I could curl myself into. He called me a contortionist and said I could fit in a suitcase, which, I don't know, I think that's just really cool. You know, he didn't have to say that, but he did. It made me feel really good. Um, then they started doing rolls where he had to go over a specific shoulder, and that's when I tapped out and decided, like, hey, my shoulder is really bugging me. I can't do this one. Especially because there was one point during the lecture seminar where London was like, you know, you've got to be smart with your body. Uh, there's so much more life than an 8-10 minute match where you're the third match on a card on a total of 10 matches. So that's when I stepped back and, you know, tried to take care of my body a little bit. And just being in that learning environment, though, with everybody, not just Paul London, but just all the other students I was there with, it was awesome. Very well-worked seminar. I'm very glad that I'm with. Now it's time for Friday. And this, I know I said at the beginning of the episode that I would be back to my notes, but Saturday, I want to be a genuine thing. So we're going no notes here. Saturday was AIW Join the Swarm. The event was being live in Akron, Ohio, in the Tadmore Shrine, broadcasted on Fight Plus and directed by yours truly. So yeah, it was a really good stuff. Um, around 12 or so, that's when I got to the gym to pack up the ring and the stage and everything for the show. Still only have one good arm. I'm starting to get a little bit more strength in my right arm, but still, like, I don't think I'm supposed to lift anything that's over, you know, like 10 or 15 pounds. So we're getting some strength back in there, but not a lot. Do a lot of left-hand stuff, and then it's time to go to the venue. And as a director, like, I wanted to get up, I wanted to set everything up as soon as I could, as early as possible. 
just to like make sure everything is okay. So I wanted the stage to be set up first, like the AIW letters that we have. I wanted that to be set up first just so I can run cables around it instead of having to like put the stage around the cables and technology, if that makes sense. So yeah, wanted to get the stage set up first and then once it, do once it did, and I was like, all right, let's get to work, you know? So I started some running some cables out, started plugging stuff in, this, that, the other. Um, I tried to remember as much as I could from when I kind of shadowed Chase Oliver setting everything up back at the Kent show. But still, for the most part, like, it was just mostly me. A uh, shout-out to Ronnie Two Legs. He was helping me out a lot. Ethan Ursa, again, another shout-out. Shout-out to Zay Garcia. And then uh, Ed Batts was another uh, big assist there with the production. That was really the crew, the crew for this one. And so... We actually, when it came to all the hardware and all that, all that got set up pretty quickly. Um, the hardest thing was getting uh, audio set up, which of course audio is just like the trickiest thing when it comes to any type of production. Because if it's good, it's great, but if it's bad, it's like immediately, you know, turns the viewer off from wanting to watch whatever you're doing. So... We had to figure it out a while because we found, like, it would go through the broadcast. We just had to make it so it would come through the streaming program so, like, I can hear it live as it's happening instead of the however many second delay that it's going through. So, you know, getting through all of that, I did figure it out. I felt like such a genius because we had audio problems in Kent, too. So when I was able to figure it out, I was just, I was really hyped, you know. Shout out to those forums from four years ago that have the same problems that I'm experiencing right now. That's what really got me through it. So really big pat on the back for myself right there. And a, um, yeah, you know, really when it came to cameras and stuff like that, still again, only a two camera setup. Um, but this show, I wanted to be in their ears the entire time, whether they liked it or not. I wanted to make sure that the show looked good as possible. I wanted to make as strong of a first impression as possible. And I was in their ears the entire time. You know, really being a full-on director instead of just being a simple, all right, stay this shot one, ready two, take two. I would say, you know, all right, ready one, take one. One, stay on the ring. Two, if you can go over to the corner, trying to get a shot of Paul London here. All right, great, great, great. Hold it right there. Ready two, take two. Alright, one, if you go find Joey Janela, get a zoom in on him, he's fighting Derek, ready, one, and back to one. Like, I was talking the entire time trying to give as many directions as possible and trying to be as clear as possible, which, if I'm like, I was freaking out <laughs> with just two cameras, and the little board we have has a full capacity of four cameras, so if I did have all four, I would have lost my mind, which, ideally, if money was no object, that's what I would really like. I would want to have two hard cams, kind of a wide hard cam, and then a second hard cam that would zoom in on it, uh, and then two floor cams, kind of one at each corner, both the left side of the ring and the right side of the ring. Um, that's how it's set up at, if you ever watch AEW Dark, when they do their shows at like the Universal Studios lot thing, whatever, I'm pretty sure their setup is very similar to that, where it's just like two, maybe three hard cams, and then two, maybe three floor cams, and that's how it's set up. Um, but yeah, you know, I'll work myself up to directing four cameras during a live event. We'll get there. But yeah, no, really good stuff. Um, it was funny, like, before the show when I was just making sure everything was plugged in and okay and, like, kind of just getting myself ready for the show. 
uh, people come up to me, he's like, Caleb, I have never seen you, like, so stressed out, yet so in the zone at the same time, it's weird, and I was like, yeah, man, you know, I want to make sure, like, I know I'll be good, I just want to make sure that, like, the show itself is good, and I definitely think it did what, it went really well, um, I was pretty much, I was back there the entire time, like, no one really took over, the only time I really left the chair was during intermission to kind of just, like, to stretch my legs for a bit, I took a walk around the venue to say hi to people, made sure everyone's, you know, everyone on cameras was okay, but, yeah, that was pretty much it, and could have been better, um, for some things, I definitely, Kevin done some of the camera cuts where I just went to stuff maybe a half second too late or too early, or I just accidentally double tapped the switch button, and so it went back and forth for a second, but, no, definitely, I think for, you know, my first directing job, the crew we had, the, all the new stuff, definitely think it was a success, so, you know, good job to everybody on the crew, if you're listening this far, really great stuff from all of you guys, I'm proud of all of you, great stuff, but, yeah, now it's time to move on to Sunday, that was today, I don't know if I was just experiencing some kind of, like, anxiety, not anxiety, but just, like, some kind of rush, I was like, oh, man, I just directed for, you know, three hours, let's go, but I could not fall asleep Saturday night going into Sunday. I eventually did, but it was like 4.30 in the morning of just after tossing and turning for however long. And so I figured out the key was I had to cool myself down quite literally. I got an ice pack from the freezer, put it on my forehead, and then once that got uncomfortable, I just put it on my shoulder because my shoulder was aching a little bit. And then I fell asleep, which was nice. And then when I woke back up, today was a pretty easy day. I had like one or two homework assignments due. So I did those. And then, yeah, pretty simple, pretty easy day. You know, really relaxing Sunday. Going into this week, oh man, not really excited for my consultation just because I'm nervous about what the treatment plan is. Most likely it's going to be surgery. But I will definitely keep you guys posted as I hear more about it. So yeah, nice, nice weekly review. Lots of exciting stuff in here. So we're going to get a quick 30-second advertisement in there. Get to the phone calls. We actually have a pretty decent amount of phone calls this week. So get in there. Don't go anywhere. All right. Now it's time to get into the voicemail segment of the episode. If you'd like to leave your voicemail at the Observational Voicemail line, you could do so by calling 330-333-2005. Please hit that theme song. I'm really excited for the voicemail segment this week. We have four of them, I think, in total. We've got some birthday messages, some questions. I'm really looking forward to it. So the first voicemail of the night tonight is coming from my mom. This was left on Tuesday morning, my birthday. Let's see what she has to say. Hello, Caleb. It's mom, and it is 8.50 in the a.m. on Tuesday, January 31st. 2023, which means it's your birthday. So happy birthday. I hope you have a fantastic day. And as far as things I am looking forward to, Mm -hmm. I would say getting to see you in a couple weeks and a week and a half and celebrate your birthday. As far as how the week is going, pretty well. Hope yours is too. And we've got lots to look forward to in the future. As mom of observational banter, I would personally like to give a little shout out to the Pod Van Dam group, even oh, though they are no longer 
doing their podcast. I appreciate the inspiration they have provided to you, to the boys of AIW for taking you under their wing Shout and the rallying boys. around you and becoming such a great group for you to hang out with and just do fun stuff with. To the breakfast crew who keeps you entertained in the morning and going. And just to all the ones out there, just know you are really missing out if you don't take up your opportunity to be the one. I love you, Caleb. Hope you have a great day. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. I appreciate it. Um, some some insider knowledge here. So my mom was going to leave that. She left two voicemails. She left one as kind of like, oh, sincere, Mom. And then that voicemail was as observational mother, and she just texted me. She was like, play whichever one you think would be funnier, and I did. I enjoyed that a lot. She pretty much did all the shout-outs for me. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, thanks, Mom. I appreciate that. That was really funny. And we have another birthday voicemail here, this time coming in from Noah. Hey, Noah! Hey, it's Noah! Sorry, hey. that was kind of loud. <laughs> no, but it's right. your day! It's your birthday! I just it wanted is. to call in and say happy birthday to you. Yeah, I hope you had a great day, buddy. Uh, it's going good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope... You came uh, in with a lot of steam. You ran out. Yeah, so uh, the draft <laughs> went great. Okay. Um, I'm 4-4. Four and four. With the Panthers. I got Jordan Love at quarterback. He sucks. I thought he was going to be good. He sucks. That's unfortunate. I don't know. But, yeah, I hope you have a great day today. I'm so happy. So happy for you. All right. Thank you very much, Noah. I appreciate that. I'm glad the draft went well. I'm sorry that Jordan Love sucks. Um, but he actually follows up with another voicemail here. So I'm really curious what he has to follow up and say in response to that. All right. Yeah. You know what? I'm sorry. That sucked. I, I got to do that over again. <laughs> All right. Take two. It's your day. Happy birthday, dude. Oh, my God. It's your birthday. You're 21. I Holy am. smoke. Will you ever drink? I don't think so. You don't have to. Don't ever do it if you don't have to. I'm drinking water But if right you now. ever want to, you come on down. Come on down. No, but no, you don't have to. Don't worry about it. Okay. You don't want, don't do it. Don't ever do it. Don't but, ever? Uh, yeah, no. Happy birthday, pal. Loving the banter. Loving the phone line thing. This is kind of cool. I don't Thank know. You. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, I wanted to leave you with the question. I, you, okay, uh, question. I, I was listening to the other episodes and I heard people asking questions. Yeah. On their voicemails. So I wanted to give you a question and I'll hang up. Um, what, what was your favorite birthday present growing up? Ooh. That, that's all I got. All right. See you later. All right. Thanks, Noah. Thanks for calling in. Favorite birthday present. That one's really interesting because, like, I don't know. Like, sometimes you can remember Christmas presents because, like, it was a whole day you're with your family. It's festive. But, like, sometimes, like, birthdays happen every year. Well, Christmas happens every year. But, like, birthday. Okay. So, I think favorite birthday present. That one's really tricky. Um, the first one that comes to mind was last year um, for my 20th birthday. My mom got me tickets to Dynamite in Cleveland, and it was really fun. That was the beach break or spring break episode, whatever you want to call it. Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy had their lights out match. Um, that one was really cool. And that was, like, that episode of dynamite was like a week or two after i started wrestling training so that was just that was just really cool how everything came together like that so yeah i really enjoyed that as my birthday present um one year i got tickets to see young gravy 
which was really cool. Um, that was a really fun birthday present because Young Gravy crowd surfed and he dove right on top of me and I was pushing him around and he kicked me in the face. But yeah, that was a really fun uh, birthday moment right there. But when it came to like birthday presents when I was like a kid, I can't really think of anything because like all of my birthday is, especially for you know the other January birthdays listening to this, you already know. Like your birthday is just an extension of what you didn't get for Christmas. And so, I don't know, it's really tricky, but definitely last year when I went to Dynamite and then in 2019, so that I think that was my 18th birthday, that's when I got my Young Gravy tickets and that was really cool. But yeah, thank you Noel very much uh, for your question. And we have one more voicemail on the line here today and it is from the other JB. Hello, Observational Banner. This is hey, the other going? JB here. I'm gonna remember to say my name this week so um it was really nice seeing the playback for aiw's join the swarm uh crushed it again with the direction thank you thank so you my I question for it. you is what is your favorite james bond theme because Ooh. we had paul london coming out singing the theme to thunderball that's true to, uh, spectacular applause <laughs> so i'm wondering if you've got a favorite james bond theme um, I know. And Skyfall is a classic one. It is. Um, so I'm wondering if you've got one. And if you don't know the James Bond themes, or can't like pull a favorite, um, what's your favorite James Bond film? Alrighty. See you when I see you. Hopefully, I'll see you at This Aggression Will Not Stand or Toy Hayo here this upcoming weekend. Alrighty. Talk to you later. All right, thank you very much for that voicemail. Um, you talked about Aggression Will Not Stand. That's this Saturday at Westside Bowl. I know I didn't really get to see you at the Akron show. I was just backstage the whole time. Sorry about that. And yeah, that Paul London entrance, let me tell you, I'm really glad. I really hope it came through well on the microphones. And on the stream, it sounded like it did, but I just want to double check there. So when it comes to my favorite James Bond theme, um, I've never seen a James Bond movie. And I know like that was kind of like your backup question if I couldn't pick out a theme. Uh, but yeah, I've never seen anything James Bond related. I do know like the Nintendo 64 game. And I think that had the theme song where it's like... Like that one's cool. It's catchy. It's pretty iconic. Um, but when it comes to favorite James... I mean, you can't really say favorite James Bond film. I've never seen it. So my favorite James Bond song is Epic Rap Battles of History, James Bond versus Austin Powers. That one was really good, um, especially at the end when they kind of have like the Sean Connery versus Daniel Craig standoff. It's really good. I've got the whole thing memorized, which is... I don't know what that says about me. That's probably not a good thing. But yeah, once again, thank you to everybody for all the voicemails, the happy birthday wishes, just everything. I appreciate it all. If you'd like to submit your messages for the observational voicemail, you could do so by mess by <laughs> calling, not messaging, call me, 330-333-2005. Or if you want to send me a message, you can. If you don't want your voice to be on the airwaves, that's completely understandable. I'd like to thank bensound.com for letting me use their music in this product. Man, what an episode. We are back on track. We had a lot going on this week. We got the voicemails in there. I hope they sound a lot better than them coming through my speakers. I think they did. It just sucks that it's got like a little bit more editing work for me, but I do think it'll pay off in the long run. Um, we have got all that out of the way. This Saturday, Jens talked about it. AIW, this aggression will not stand. Man, 
live from Youngstown, technically Austin Town, but Youngstown, Ohio, Westside Bowl. I'm really excited for that one. I'm hoping I can get a lot of my friends out there. I know my family's going to be there. I talked about it. My mom talked about it in her voicemail. She'll be in attendance. My sister, I think she's going to be there. So I'm really excited for that. And I hope you guys are able to come out. Visit AIWrestling.com for more information. Shout out to Pod Van Dam at odds with wrestling. The card is going to change between the sheets. IW Guide. And I feel like I'm really missing some wrestle cheers. There we go. Gotta get you guys in there. Um, yeah, all the shout outs are all the way. You can follow me on all of my social medias at NotCaleBellison. And until next time, I'll see you later on Observational Banter.